Good evening and welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite K-League English language podcast. I'm joined again as usual by Mark. Hi Mark. Hi Paul, how are you today? Uh, not too bad, how are you? Uh, can't complain, can't complain. You, you've changed your clothes from when we talked the other day. Uh, yes. You're in, you're in sort of pink tonight rather than orange. Uh, yes, well, I've got the handcuffs off and I'm back out again, so... As, I was going to say, this podcast has been um, recorded behind bars quite a few times, normally of the alcoholic establishment. Or, or the, the one that we did through the DMZ between Songnam and Song. Yeah. So this one could actually have been... But anyway, <laughs> names are uh, linked to, to jobs, yeah? But yes, yes, it's good to be here and not um, at Her Majesty's pleasure. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess we don't talk, want to talk about that too much. Not, not at all, not at all. But um, very interesting intro music that you went with there. Yeah. Um, it was Keep the Faith. Right, by... I have no idea who sings Keep the Faith yet. Um, yeah, so there is a reason for that. Uh, okay. Related to the FA Cup final second leg, which was held at the weekend on Sunday. Okay, do we want to do a spoiler on there, or do we want to just get it at the same time as a review? Uh, we'll do it at the same time as the review okay. Which we'll leap into in just a second Okay. I'll just run down what else we're going to talk about Okay. Um, so yep, first up we have the FA Cup and the Gungi Cup Gungi Cup was probably more entertaining right? Uh, it couldn't have been less entertaining to be perfectly honest uh, After that we'll delve into our winners and losers of the week Okay. Then we'll do a quick a quick uh, kind of bio of the, uh, of the new Sauna manager and whether or not uh, Songnam fans think it's a good uh, appointment as opposed to other K-League fans who apparently might not. So you're doing the, the forums, review of the forums this week? Yes, right? I'll do a review of the forums this week, yeah. Okay. With the so forums being Twitter. It's a name I'm not familiar with. Okay. Is it a name I should be familiar with? Probably not. Okay. Well, probably yes. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll get there at the time. Also, uh, we'll talk about the AFC Champions League draw. Yeah. It was made last night. It was indeed. Um, Lots of interesting teams from the country of playoff. <laughs> or the town of playoff, I should say, sorry. I don't know why they get so many places. I thought it was a maximum of four per country. Well, apparently not. I would assume, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of playoff cities in the country, yeah, in the world, yeah. And then I guess we'll look at the upcoming. Well, we're going to do our, our uh, K Classic, our yep. classic moment of in Korean football, uh, which will link us into the East Asian Cup. Which will bring us on to a romantic outro. Indeed. So that's that's everything for tonight. So uh, hopefully, hopefully everyone will still be here by the end. Yeah. It's going to be a short one tonight, right? Uh, that's what she said. It's cold. In and out in forty minutes. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Just just enough time if you're at a half of football that yeah. you can actually listen to it. Yeah. Okay. So first up, you mentioned that the intro music was linked to the FA Cup final. The yep. intro music was "Keep the Faith." Yep. Um, is that because the religious team won the FA Cup? No, it's because uh, although Pusan went into the second leg two one down, I just knew if they kept the faith, they'd turn it around and and win and get into the ACL. And they did? They tried. They tried, yep. They did do a pretty good job of trying. Yep, they hit the post with the last kick of the ball in the first half, or almost hit the last kick of the ball in the first half. Yeah. Um, and they had some quite entertaining, uh, impressive attacks. Yep. Interestingly, he, again, the same as the playoff final, he kept Leo on the bench until like the last 10, 15 minutes. He was quite lively when he came on. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not why we chose Keep the Faith. No. So Keep the Faith was because... 
Man of the match for the FA Cup final was Kim Young-dae, the Ulsan goalkeeper. Who is also your favourite ever Korean goalkeeper, right? So, you know, FC Seoul, a mega Kim Young-dae fan. <laughs> yes. Was he at the final? He went to both legs of the final. Okay, if this was a video podcast, you would ask to see the look of disgust on my face. You're kidding. No. He went all the way to Busan and Ulsan with his big Kim Young-dae and a soul-top banner. Uh, I don't know if he took the banner, but he definitely went himself. And I'm sure he was wearing his Kim Young-dae soul top. Wow. Bound to have been. So, does that then mean that if Kim Young-dae was the man of the match that Pusan peppered uh, Osan's goal for the whole 90 minutes? I don't know about peppered for the 90 minutes, but they definitely had more of the, the, the play, I think. And they were definitely attacking yeah. and attacking and attacking. It's um, kind of... <laughs> I guess a bit disappointing from a classic fan point of view. If you like, if you're a fan of the classic team and you know, like it's like Osana sitting back in a two-one lead, do you, do you think Osana would have kind of gone for it, being on paper the far better team? Yeah, I think they had maybe. I can remember one good, really good chance they had where yeah. the Pusan keeper made a decent save, um, but basically just sat back and said, "Have at it." And okay. A little bit disappointing, given that it's supposed to be like. Highlight match of the year, and yeah. But then there have been some really terrible FA Cup finals in England in recent years. So just because you have the two best teams doesn't necessarily make for a good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk all day about the idea of, of a two-legged final, whether or not it actually makes the game like Sunday, where one team is already two-one up, and so they just sit back and defend. Had it been a one-legged final, of course, also we wouldn't have sat back and defended. Um, so I guess. That they would have won 2-1 yeah so I guess that in itself would maybe suggest that two-legged finals are a bit kind of dated and a bit kind of pointless um, I mean I remember God I remember way back in the day when the cup was it the, the European Cup Winners Cup final or the UEFA Cup was a two-legged final was it was the Cup Winners Cup final I can't really remember yeah. but one of the two of them was a two-legged final uh, and I mean UEFA are not exactly the most progressive uh, of football organisations and they ditched it so quite why the KFA brought it back uh, last year I'm not really sure but and it's, it's something that I would recommend advise plead hope that it isn't there next year but um, Ryan from K-League United was uh, put up on Facebook I saw I guess an article uh, saying that two-legged cup finals were wrong should make it into one kind of highlight game and then, then it comes down to do you do what they did in the past where they, they devise a complicated way of deciding where it's going to be where, whose home ground it's going to be held at or do you hold it at a neutral ground which they've also done in the past yep uh, and my argument his argument was uh, more people would come if it was just a one-legged thing well they wouldn't but <laughs> we'll be mad I mean, that. Korean fans don't really travel right yeah so if you hold it at a neutral venue nobody's going to go yep you're going to be stuck with, I think it was did you say it was 15,000 over the two legs this time? Uh, yeah, there was 12,800 or so uh, at the game on Sunday, maybe like three so or four, yeah, two, something like five two and a half thousand at yeah. midway. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest problem is that, you know, we obviously published our, our first uh, classic K-League moment when we talked about the uh, Dolphins run in the, in the 2005 FA Cup final. This is, this is on our uh, infrequent blog, right? Yes, this will become more frequent. And um, they, in that post, you know, we kind of talk about the fact that they were all neutral venues. Uh, neutral venues. Uh, the games were, you know, they're all uh, like 
midday week sort of weekday kickoffs and strange stuff, um, and no one no one was attending. Um, and you know that when the final was uh, is held, and it's you know John Book versus Meepo Dolphins, and it's held you know like in so or something, nobody's going to make that travel yeah, to be honest. So if you had Ulsan versus Pusan held at Sangam, you'd have probably got less people than 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 came over the two legs. But I guess. Uh, I would have suggested if it was Ulsan versus Pusan, they should probably have held it in Changwon. Yeah, I mean somewhere in the middle. Which or takes was just west of west of Pusan, right? So maybe an hour's trip for both teams. Yeah, I mean I think they have to. I don't think the, the two-legged final works. But again, having having been in the away end at uh, an FA Cup final when Songnam played so, uh, you know, Sangam, uh, and it's like. Seoul fans got three quarters of the ground and Songnam got one half and Seoul got the home dressing room and Songnam got a red dressing room and you're like how on earth is, there, is that not home advantage yeah um, so, so, so were there Songnam f- fans turned away from that because they only got one, one quarter oh, of the ground tons of us tons of us actually there was a bunch of Elan one of those Elan fans I think that was an argument was that. it, it would have been interesting for me because obviously the, the first leg was held midweek right which is always going to reduce the number mm. of fans travelling down but if the first leg had been held on a weekend like it normally is I would have been interesting see how many of those 12,000 Ulsan fans would have gone yeah. down to Pusan because it's only like an hour on the yeah. hour on the bus so. So, I mean uh, the problem is I don't think there's a I mean obviously in in the UK it's, it's held in the national stadium which would be or should be so World Cup stadium um, but the difference is, is that I think anyway in the UK um, I think fans view it as being a day out. So if the Scottish Cup final, let's say, at Hamden, is between Aberdeen and Dundee United, there's going to be 4,000 people there because it's going to be a day out. They're going to get up in the morning, drink all day, take the trains down, blah, 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 blah. You don't see that happening in, in Korea. If it was held in Seoul World Cup Stadium and it was John Book versus Ulsan, I don't think you're going to get even close to 15,000 there, to be honest. I think you get a lot of people like us who are just interested in football. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help the fact that it's frozen cold as well, right? But, um, I mean, you would get people going along. You you would get me, the phantom, if it wasn't anyone, and so on. But I think in terms of actually making it for the fans of those teams, uh, I don't know how many other neutral fans you, you, you would get going. So I don't really know what the solution is. Which I'm assuming is why it's over two legs, but um, I think yeah, you can obviously see that a, a two-legged final doesn't work just based on Osan's tactics, and with a, a crowd of like yeah, eighteen thousand across two legs, it's not it's not really going to set the set attendances on fire. Yeah, Olsen. yeah. But um, anyway, so Osan made it. Obviously, won the the FA Cup. We'll now talk about later. We'll talk about their. Who, who they will now face potentially in the, in the which we don't really know right we, we won't know until almost the day before it right um, so the Kyungi Cup final was held over one leg it was held over one leg yeah I'm assuming there was massive crowds of that was, uh, it, was it in a neutral stadium yeah it was held, well uh, the actual final was but technically no um, so the final was held in Suwon Stadium Civil I believe so yeah yeah um, but obviously Suwon were in the Gummy Cup but they had lost the previous uh, day or like a couple of days earlier so technically it was neutral for the two teams that were playing yep. 
but it may not have been neutral had Suwon not lost to Pochon. So at the weekend, the Suwon lost 1 0 to Pochon, right? Yep. And uh, Puchon lost 2 0 to Anyang, I, I believe. Um, I take it you didn't go to Puchon? Uh, I didn't know. I know someone I know did because I saw photos of it up on Facebook, but I couldn't tell you who it was. Yeah, I didn't go. Yeah, I was I was in either one having some beers and then I went for a curry. Uh, final, obviously, set Pochon against Anyang. Yep, in, in Suwon. In Suwon on mm-hmm. Tuesday afternoon, was it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So quite early kickoff. Obviously, nobody there except mum's girlfriends and. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's the Gimme Cup, so you can't imagine anyone was going to go anyway. To be perfectly honest, but yeah. Uh, and what happened? Uh, Pochon actually won it. Uh, Pochon won the uh, Gimme Cup. Which is pretty uh, incredible. So they're in the K3, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, they're one of those kind of teams that's, yes, they're in the K3, but they're, they're kind of like... Way above. Way above everyone else that's in there. They're sort of semi-professional, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, but, uh, so yeah. So I, I wasn't, probably wasn't a surprise that they actually won it, to be perfectly honest. Does that get them a... Uh a place in Europe or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just get some bragging rights until next year's Gungi Cup until they win it again. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, what was quite interesting was that, you know, like a friend of the podcast whose son plays for Sue One, uh, they, they, uh, they, they have to go to games if uh, Sue One are playing. Did he make his debut in the uh, semi? No, but what was quite funny is that like, for this one, yeah. um, they didn't have to go. So if they're playing, so they, for example, if Suwon are playing at home, if Suwon FC are playing at home, then they, the junior teams have to all go to the stadium. Yeah. But because it was a Gumby Cup, they didn't have to go, yeah? So they didn't go to the to, to, to the game against Pochon, yeah? Okay. So so basically, yeah, just, just to kind of recap that, the final, uh, as we said, was was uh, Anyang and Pochon. Uh, it actually finished one each um, and went to penalties and Pochon won it in penalties. Okay, there you go. So Pochon won it 5-4, the exact same as what uh, Sainju defeated uh, Pochon. Okay, and then that brings us on to talking about our winners and losers. It does indeed, yep. Uh, would you like to go first? Uh... I'm going to say my winners are Pochon. Okay, that means I have to choose someone else. Okay. <laughs> okay, why are Pochon your winners? Because did they won the Gunky Cup? I mean, although we say they're uh, head and shoulders above the rest <coughs> of the K3, they are still a K3 team defeating uh, K League Challenge yeah. clubs. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Uh, for me, my, my winners, uh, my, my winner of the week uh, will go to. Uh, all those fans who did attend the FA Cup final, even though it was freezing cold, for, for all the Osan fans to attend and see their team finally win something. Is that a particip- participation prize? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they haven't won anything for actually so long, I don't think anyone can even remember. Yeah. In fact, I think the last thing that they actually won was the ACL. Um, so, yeah, for, for all those, for that 12,500 or so who did brave the cold, my winners are you for, for, for putting football before heat for putting uh, football before enjoyment, uh, for putting football before uh, whatever else you could have been doing on a Sunday, and going along and seeing your team lift their first ever wearing longer than I've been in Korea, almost. Yeah. So fair play, after my winners. My losers of the week, 
Malus of the week are pretty uh, for me. Malus of the week are going to be um, all the people who tuned in uh, live yesterday to watch the ACL um, draw and are now no further forward in who any of the Korean teams will actually play <laughs> because it's like every group has at least one playoff team in it yeah. um, so for me, yeah, my my losers are unfortunately those people who wanted to see where they were going to go for example, Scotty Blue Wings uh, who was trying to plan where he could go uh, which game he could, he could go to see um, I think he, he knows it's uh, going to be this team he knows it's that team uh, but he doesn't know for sure like, which three teams he's playing and I think how can you at this point in time how can you even start planning trips and stuff if you don't even know where where playoff actually play yeah I have uh, experienced this because I put all the FC Seoul games up on Facebook as events yeah and when it gets to Champions League draw you put like FC Seoul versus either A, B, C or D and then uh, as the weeks pass you sort of whittle them down until you finalise who it is yeah so I mean I, I must be said I mean obviously Sue would have got to actually qualify to get there but um, but yeah uh, I think I was going to say I, I don't actually see uh, Suwon's name on the no, list of uh, because they are still, they are the playoff qualifying team yeah. they are playoff three playoff playoff, playoff East playoff winner East playoff one winner Okay. So yeah, so my losers. I mean, I don't mean the, the people who watched it are losers. So what I mean is like people who who stayed up and watched it, then stay up and watched it, who tuned in and watched it, and don't really, for example, particularly if you're a John Book fan, and if you spend time actually watching that, uh, when we get to the draw, we'll go through it in detail, and you basically have no idea who you're playing in the next, like in the group stage, kind of defeats the point of watching it. Yeah. For me, uh, my losers of the week are FC Soul fans. Uh, yep, well, that would be my permanent losers of the week, but anyway, because you none of them tuned in to watch it, but that would make them winners, right? Some, some by, by my logic. By your logic, but I think some people did watch it or they'd been posting about it. But for me, I didn't even realise what was going on because, yeah, and I'm kind of detached. Yeah, because so a- ACL was so last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going for the Kyungi Cup. Yeah, the Kyungi Cup first, who knows, eh? But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, so unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on your on your viewpoint, uh, will not be representing Korea in this year's um, AFC Cup. Kind of annoyed by Chumbuk's draw because they got the easy draw this year, whereas Seoul got the tough draw last year. I mean, potentially they got the easy draw, but <laughs> all depends on who they get, right? Yeah, but we're not going to go full detail about it until closer to the time because it's just, it just takes too long. Okay, um, so that brings us on to, t- to the next thing, which I guess is, is my spot. I guess, which is so Songnam have chosen a new a new manager. Songnam have Songnam are not the before we get to Songnam. Songnam are not the only team to have chosen a new manager uh, this week. Uh, so Eland also appointed their assistant manager in Changsu. Uh, as their as a new manager, okay, which could leave the door open, leave the door open for a certain Mister H to come back. Uh, I think if they went with someone completely different that had never been at Eland before, I think that door was firmly closed. But the fact that it's the assistant manager, the, the fact it's in Changsu that, that that's kind of been appointed, means that maybe he'll he he might actually have Dan on Kakao. So it takes uh, takes what. Eight to twelve weeks to ship ship your luggage back from Korea to the UK. 
and the K-League break is what 8 to 12 weeks yes. so they're going to be in Korea with no clothes uh, waiting 8 to 12 weeks to get them shipped back over again yeah but hopefully hopefully uh, there's been an email or a phone call or, or, or something a Skype call made already yeah or a tweet or a tweet and hopefully we see well not a tweet apparently <laughs> but uh, hopefully we see Mr. Mr. Harris back hey, are you sure he's quit Twitter and not just blocked us that's a well maybe I'll try from a different account <laughs> maybe maybe he blocked us after that final interview I knew we should spoiler I knew that we shouldn't have pushed it, that that Nori Bang question um, okay so yeah so Elan have appointed in, in Changsu uh, and Songnam have appointed ex midfielder uh, and Guangzhou manager Nam Gi Il. So I noticed you didn't pick Songnam as your winners of the week. So I guess that means you're not particularly happy with this appointment. No, I actually am happy with the appointment. Okay. I didn't pick it as winners of the week because I was so ecstatic when we appointed Park Kyung Hoon that I learned my lesson. Okay. Not to be happy about a Songnam appointment until 12 games into the season. Um, I mean, Nam. I mean, okay, you could view it as being he was the man who had a disastrous six months and potentially was the one who got Guangzhou relegated. Fine. Uh, but you could also view it as being he was the one who kept Guangzhou up last year um, when Song Nam were going down. Uh, so he was a better manager than King Hat Bum last year. Um, he also played with Song Nam. Uh, he was a midfielder with Song Nam way back in the day. Um, so he, he has some affiliation, some tie to the club, which I think is something that I've kind of discussed before. You know, I, I feel that quite often there's a disconnect in the K-League. You know, it's like you you don't really see the passion from some fans who are maybe not, you know, they, they weren't born so fans or Songnam fans or whatever. And I think it's good to have a, have a manager who did play with the team as well. Maybe knows what it's about. Maybe knows what it's about to play for a successful team as well. Well, people that were born Seoul fans are now... 13 years or, or younger <laughs> so maybe in 5 years time we'll both see them drinking uh, at the GS yeah? Um, but yeah so for, for me it's a good appointment in the sense that it's early he's got plenty of time to go through the training camps uh, plenty of time to like, you know, have assess the squad and see the areas that, that they need to improve on um, if there's any consolation I can give you some advice there right now it's everywhere Apart from the goalkeeper, um, <laughs> so you can probably, you know, pass up on that needs analysis. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy enough. Um, it was the man who uh, King Kenny from Barton Tom wanted uh, as the manager. So this time around, or before? This time around. Okay. Uh, so two we- uh, maybe about a week and a half ago, he said my dream would, would be Nam Gyo, but it's not going to happen, and it did. So. Uh, fair play Tom still has all that influence over, over the song on board and so if Tom's happy generally means I'm happy so you said um, earlier you alluded that not everyone was happy yep not everyone seems to be happy so who's not happy you're happy Tom's happy that's the two song name fans so who's unhappy uh, the fans of John Am and FC So because apparently you can be the same <laughs> um, no I'm joking that was a cheap dig. Uh, no, some of I've seen some comments from uh, people on Twitter that maybe think it's not the, the greatest appointment. Uh, I was back up. Uh, Stevie, ex podcast host Stevie, thought it was a good appointment as well. So I kind of agree with Stevie. Uh, some people maybe think that we should have went outside of the box and maybe thought a little bit differently. Maybe went 
either outside of Korea or maybe when foreign manager like Mark. I, I mean, just outside of the of the of the kind of norm. I mean, Nam is obviously you know gone straight from Guangzhou and immediately a few months later he's straight in our job. I can see that that this is what logic. We're, this is what we were talking about last week, right? With the the whole Big Sam, yeah, Big Sam and stuff. But Tony Mowbray, Poulos merry-go-round but I think for me as a Songnam fan like after what happened last year we can't go another two years in the challenge if we had to fail this year and end up the challenge next year I don't think there'd be a Songnam in three years like in two or three years time okay. so, we, so I'm, I'm more than happy to go with someone who I think can get that team out of the league whatever it, it costs right? and if it's not the, the, the most beautiful flowing attacking football ever welcome to the K-League so use his kind of promotion experience to get you promoted and then get in a big name manager next year to, nope. keep, to keep you up use him, use him to keep it up and then fire him before he gets his relegated have <laughs> okay. my logic bring back Kim, Kim Hakpom <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest when Park was fired, I actually was I was I was that was in my mind. I thought I wanted to bring back him, but I guess I guess not. I think Korean fans are generally um, a bit short-sighted in that way because a lot of Seoul fans are saying bring back Cheong Soo. Yeah, and God knows how much we complained about him over the yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, fans not exactly great. <laughs> but anyway. Mm. Okay, so that brings us on, I guess, uh, to where Songnam will be uh, after they win the FA Cup next year. So come 20, 2019, yep. we're going to be uh, taking Ulsan's place in the in the ACL. Okay. Paul, you seem hugely unimpressed by that link. Is that, uh, is that because you don't think it can possibly happen or because you think it's just really boring? Who knocked you out this year? It's not the point. I'm just curious. Mock Paul. <laughs> Who knows you this year? Who's that? Right, so I'm just curious as well. Okay, <laughs> okay. We, 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 lost to the, we lost to the beach oh, finalists. If you start this, we said about Urawa as well. We lost to the winners of the ACL and the beaten finalists in the FA Cup. There's no shame in that. There's plenty of shame. Anyway, uh, speak of the ACL. Um, where do I start? You, well, you complained about John Boots Group, so let's go with John Boots Group, yeah? So the way it works is the K-League and the J-League are the top two leagues in Eastern Asia. So the first thing they do is draw a ball to determine whether K-1 or J-1 will go into Group, group E. Yeah, uh, Group E being historically the easiest group. Right. Generally, yeah? Yep. Uh, this year, last year, Japan won, and uh, was it Gamba? went into I don't know I can't remember anyway whoever won the J-League last year went into Group E Kaylee winner Seoul went into Group F and got Ruawa and Shanghai mm -hmm. and Western Sydney mm -hmm. this year uh, Korea have won so Chumbuk have gone into Group E yep and the only team that, that we know for sure is that they will play Kitchi so yes. So they are drawn definitely in the group of Kitchi. They will play the winner of East Playoff 4 and the winner of East Playoff 2. Which are likely to be uh, the weakest Japanese team and the weakest Ch and the second place Chinese team. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So um, we could go through and do every single permutation, but that's not. Well, let's just do the uh, permit. Let's just compare E and F just to, to okay. see whether what I'm saying holds true. Oh, it does. You, you can tell by, by just looking at it. Um, so yeah, so, so for definite, uh, John, we, we know how to play Kitchi. I guess that will make 
Um, I apologise if I get her name wrong. Christy Lynn, uh, who I think is a big Kitschy fan, because I know that she was looking at who she was going to get. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming she'll be at that game. Um, so yeah. So I guess she'll be happy that it's John Book and and not I guess the Japanese best team. Yeah. Okay. So um, who do you say is going into Group E? So Group E is John Book, Kitschy, East Playoff winner four, East Playoff winner two. East playoff four will be Tianjin Tianjin. Okay. Or uh, Brisbane. Okay. So okay. Or Philippines or Burma or okay. Myanmar. So China or Australia. So that's okay. So Brisbane or Tianjin. Yeah. Okay. And then East playoff two. East playoff two. East playoff two is. Japan 4 which could be anyone yep that's mine I think we're waiting for the Emperor's Cup to come through right Uh, or uh, East 2-2 Muang Tong United from Thailand or Johor Darul Tazim from Malaysia okay so we know that Muang Tong did actually really well last year when they got into the group so they could actually beat the Japanese 4th place team yep so that one really does mean that we actually have no idea who John Book could get yeah which is kind of like the body behind I don't you know what I mean but anyway so it's going to be John Book Kichi I'm going to take a guess it's going to be Tianjin Tianjin yeah, yeah. and it's going to be Muang Tong okay that's going to be my prediction okay in group F in group F we have Kawasaki Frontale Japanese league winners yep uh, Ulsan Hyundai the Korean FA Cup winners yep uh, Melbourne Victory Presumably the A-League winners. Yep. Or A-League second place. Yep. And they will play the the winner of East Playoff 3. Which is... uh, East Playoff 3 is Shanghai SIPG. Yep, that's it. Stop there. Or... Because they'll win. Or Chiang Rai United from Thailand. Yep, Shanghai will win. Or... Bali United from Indonesia. Or... Tampines United, Tampines Rovers from Singapore. Okay, I'm, I'm going for Bali. Okay. Um, so basically, so what we're looking at is probably almost 95% certain. Kawasaki Frontale, Osan, Melbourne Victory, and Shanghai SIPG, which proves your point perfect. Yeah. Because that is like the group of death. Right. And yeah, so last year Seoul got it, this year John Bukavali did it. Yeah. Okay, we'll swiftly move on to what is looking like a uh, group of death B um, which is group G which is Guangzhou Evergrande yep uh, obviously Chinese winners yep yep uh, Jeju United obviously Korea second Buriram United uh, Thai winners. winners and then the second club of Japan which will be decided later on yeah yep okay and then the final group, which we do know actually who the Korean team will play uh, if they get through their playoff. Yeah. So Suwon has a playoff um, against uh, <coughs> as journalists usually like the Vietnamese team, right? They're playing two the winners of two one. Yeah. Which is Eastern of Hong Kong mm-hmm. or FLC Tanhua of Vietnam. Okay, so I'm going to go for Eastern. Which, unless I'm very much mistaken, I could be wrong here, and I apologise if I am. Isn't that what they played last year in the group stage? Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at Blue Wings versus Eastern. Potentially, uh, the winner of that uh, would go into Group H. 
which will make up Sydney FC, um, um, Shanghai Shenhua, Chinese Cup winners. Yep, Kashima Antlers. Yep. Yep, and I guess Japanese fourth, which, third. Is, which is exactly the same as the group from a couple of years ago. Yep. When these four teams were again drawn together. Yep. So, and uh, I mean, there's no. The only easy group is potentially for John Book, right? Yeah, basically, whoever gets Group E is set to walk it, and everything else is fairly open. Um, so, I guess looking at that, uh, so really early, but quick predictions who do you see? Um, which Korean teams do you see being in the in the in the next round, if any? Chongbuk. Um, Chongbuk, I agree. And potentially Jeju. See, I would disagree. I, I would say Chongbuk and uh, 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 and Jonathan uh, spearheaded Suwon could just make it. Um, I think Ilsan will struggle. And uh, Jeju are just too in- are too inconsistent, I think, at times. Um, so yeah, so maybe John Book maybe the the sole team, but if I was going to pick two, I would pick John Book and Blue Wings. Okay, uh, the playoffs are in January. Mm-hmm. Three three consecutive weeks in January, and the first group stage game is Valentine's Day. Okay, so I guess we'll bring you all the the previews and the reactions to victories and defeats and everything when they happen. Okay, so that brings us on to this week's K Classic. It's not exactly a key league moment, uh, but it's a classic moment in Korea. Uh, we're going to take you back to the to 2013 to the East Asian uh, Cup final tournament, which was held in Korea. Uh, there were four teams. Uh, that year, um, so basically there's like a playoff where they, some teams play the Guam, Mongolia, so on. Guam, Mongolia, Taiwan, Hong Kong, North Korea. North Korea. So they play in the playoff to see who's going to join the top teams basically in the final tournament. And uh, they, they all messed up because Australia got in. Yeah, yeah. So, so the makeup that year was obviously Korea as hosts, uh, Japan, China, and as Paul just said there, Australia this year. Um, not really quite sure what the background was behind why Australia made it, uh, but I'm going to assume it was some kind of some sort of boycott uh, by North Korea. Um, so basically, the games are played over the course of like about a, about a week, uh, and they're played at like different stadiums around Seoul area. Yeah. So the first game took place uh, on the 20th of July. I think at 7 p.m. kickoff, it was in Seoul World Cup Stadium, uh, and this one was Korea versus Australia. Uh, there was 31,000 fans rocked up for the game to watch Korea and Australia draw nothing each. So maybe not surprising there, yeah? Yeah. Um, that was on a Saturday. Uh, on the Sunday, I, I actually went with the Phantom to watch um, the Japan versus China. Yep. Uh, when we were going to buy tickets, um, I remember the Phantom saying, which end do you want to sit in? To which I said, uh, China. And he said, why? And I went, because the country manager of my company is Japanese. Uh, and that was probably enough reason to sit in the, I hope she's not listening, sit in the, in the Wii end, or in the China end, yeah. That game was actually a pretty incredible game. It finished uh, three each. Uh, it was probably not most notable for finishing three each, but most notable for the fact that I got on Chinese TV. 
Okay. So I was wearing my Celtic top, and a, a young girl and a guy came down with a video camera, like a half time, just before the game started, maybe just before the game started, uh, to interview us, to basically ask why we were there. Uh, and in that squad was Zeng Z, whose name I might have mispronounced, and Du Wei. Yep. who had both played for Celtic at one point so because of that I said oh that's why I'm in the China end I didn't want to say it's because my country manager was Japanese yep. so I said I, I, I was in the Chinese end to support them because of Celtic and the girl got all excited at the fact that I knew Zengzi in Dewey yep. probably not surprising I knew Zengzi but I don't think anyone even in China knew who Dewey was to be perfectly honest <laughs> he was like a 6 foot 2 Chinese kid he was oh, honkingly bad <laughs> So anyway, they gave Paris three each, and a bumper whopper crowd of three and a half thousand people got to witness. Uh, which was actually like a really pretty, pretty decent game. Um, the final goal went so China took the lead, um, and then Japan raced into a three-one lead yeah. before China put it back to three-two. And then the final goal, the decisive goal, the finished, I mean, the finished three each was scored by Sun K whose name I probably mispronounced, but who I know has played, played in the East Asian Cup, the, 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 the next one after that, and I know is now quite a kind of popular, famous Korean, uh, Chinese player. I'm not sure if it was kind of popular at that time. Okay. Um, so we'll speedily move on to the next round. These yeah. were held uh, midweek. So the, the first game was uh, Korea versus China. This was held in Hwasong, at okay. the Hwasong Stadium. This time, almost 24,000 people rocked up yep. to witness, yep, nothing each. Okay. Um, so Korea are two games in on home soil. Uh, they've got two points and zero goals. Okay. Nothing really changes about this Korean team, right? Even when it's like friendly cups or like full cups, right? Is this in the Myung, Hong Myung Boy era? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next night, also in, in uh, Hwasong, uh, we saw Japan take on Australia. Okay. Um, Japan won that game 3 2. Okay. Uh, this time, only less than 1,500 people turned up. Okay. Um, but so far, after two games, you've got Japan sitting on um, like four points with six goals. Uh, you've got China and Korea both on uh, two points. And Australia sitting there lonely on the one point, yeah? Yeah. So how the final um, day works is that you get you get one ticket for, yeah. for, for both games, yeah? Okay. And both games are played in the same stadium on the same day. Okay. So basically what we had was the first game uh, was between Australia and China, which kicked off at 5.15. And then the last game was between Korea and Japan, which kicked off at 8pm. Okay. Um, so as I said, this one ticket does all. So me and the fan, we rocked up just after, um, <laughs> just after the Australia game had finished. Um, I believe I can explain on a family podcast why the Phantom didn't want to sit in amongst Australians. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, but we decided to actually... Um, all joking apart, sit outside the stadium. Even though our ticket got us in for a game for free, we sat outside drinking beer until the game was almost finished. Okay, missing, missing, missing a huge... Missing, I mean, <laughs> missing A, the opportunity to, to watch Australia get gubbed, uh, but also B, yeah, probably the, one of the best games uh, ever seen in, in Korean soil. Or well, definitely one of the best games ever seen in the, in the Olympic Stadium anyway. The opportunity to watch... Um, 
fate like a Premier League star Aaron Moy yep. score a goal. So that was we're going to get onto that, but yeah. And also, um, I see Australia's second uh, second goal scorer and favourite son of Glasgow, Tagger. Tagger. Yep, there's been a murder. <laughs> um, so the game finished Australia three, uh, China four. Okay. Okay. Another goal for China there by Sunke. Um, cool. Sunke. Uh, and as Paul alluded to, yeah, uh, future star, future multi-million pound transfer star. Uh, um, Adrian Aaron Aaron Moy uh, actually made that squad and, and, and did score yeah so it's an interesting Australia's third goal scored by uh, everyone's favourite American racist David Duke ah uh, ok I thought the third goal was scored by everyone's favourite short manufacturer Daisy Duke <laughs> That just shows where we come from, right? I think of girls in hot pants and you think of racists. <laughs> That's just the difference there. Maybe you could merge them and make like hot, hot pant KKK uniform. <laughs> okay, I've just got that in my head and that is really not going to make this podcast finish smooth at all. Um, so basically, like for that game, there was uh, just over 10,500 people uh, that queued in. Yeah, that game. Park in, sorry, for that game. Um, you only need to watch the last five minutes, I see. <laughs> yeah, everything happened in the last five minutes. Yeah, because I think we, I, I actually believe me and the Phantom came in just as the game was finished. So I think we did see like a couple of those goals. last four goals. I can't actually really remember to be fair. It's going to take us through those last four goals. So it was two one. It was so yeah. So it was basically two one um, to China uh, with thirty minutes to go, and then what basically happened was Yangzhou. Um, scored in 87th minute before Wu Li made a 4-1 uh, in the 88th minute I think you'll find ok yeah Yep. and then Taggart uh, popped up to make it uh, 4-2 before Daisy Duke made it 4-3 in the 93rd minute and still some time to get that equaliser or yeah and it wouldn't be the only goal that would decide or that would be scored that night after 90 minutes okay but we'll get to that soon yeah so at this point you, you've had all the Aussies in Korea well in Seoul at least right drinking beer all day right so then you have Korea versus Japan or as it's called I think it's called Hanojon right yep Hanojon um, so basically you would think there would be enough beer for, for everyone unfortunately not uh, it was a it's still rested as a FIFA tournament, I think. So you, you can't actually smuggle beer in. Um, and what I remember most is that there was only one table and two young girls uh, selling beers. So getting a beer was like a, a was a massive, massive chore. Uh, and it's July, so it's boiling hot, so you can't buy six at that time, right? Yeah. But anyway, on in the game. The stadium was pretty much almost full. Um, there was, there was 47,258 packed in the washer. We were in the top tier uh, of the of the just like kind of where where the Sony Land Temple stand is now. We were in the top tier of that, but just kind of closer to the way end. Um, if anyone can imagine that, if any Elan fans can, can imagine anyone in their stadium, um, it was like it was incredibly incredibly full. It was, it was a pretty amazing atmosphere. I'm trying to remember why, why I didn't go to this. I must have had something on. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you were on vacation. I'm not really, I have no idea. Um, anyway, so the game was notable for several things. Um, unfortunately for Koreans, um, they did not win it. 
Um, but it was noticeable. It was noticeable before a ball was kicked. For as, as you know, like, you've been at many Korean national team games. The the Red Devils or whatever they go by has that mass of like, Korean flag that yeah. they bring out and it kind of goes up and down the bottom tier. Yeah. Yeah. But this was uh, this time they had two huge uh, banners that dropped down practically from the top of the top tier. So they're from the top tier all the way down. Uh, one was um, Lee Sushin. Am I correct? Was that the pronunciation correct? Lee Sushin, Admiral. 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 So like, the Admiral fo- like, of the statue, Admiral Fograf. Uh, another one was uh, Anton Gung, the guy who um, assassinated the Japanese governor in China or something, right? Yep. Um, and in between those two rather inflammatory, massive banners, uh, was words in Korean, Japanese and English uh, which said a country that doesn't recognise its history can never have a future so that has to be kept in mind about what happened later on yeah. during, during the game yeah. Um, so the game kicked off uh, and Japan raced into a, a lead uh, after 24 minutes uh, Kakitani uh, who was to have some say later on in the game as well gave Japan the lead it didn't last very long but seven minutes later or so uh, won Unilock um, best midfielder in Korea this year yep uh, pulled it back squared it 33 minutes gone can't remember anything about the goal but I'm fairly certain certain uh, Australian Koreans were jumping up and down in delight on tour uh, as that hit the back of the net the game then really was pretty the rest of the first half was pretty poor, that I remember. And then half time I went to get beers, came back in again, and then that's when all hell broke loose in the stadium. So basically, the security guards had eventually had enough of these banners. So the security guards went into the Korean fans at the top tier yep. and demanded that they, they remove. So they, the two huge banners with like the Admiral and and Anjong Gun had been removed, obviously, yeah. But the one banner that still said about their history yeah. was still there. So they, they demanded that they take it away. Yeah. Uh, a fight broke out. So the, the secu- between the security guard, maybe two of them, and the fans. So there's a lot of. And you've just been identified for you. <laughs> <on laughs> yes. Yeah. There's fires and arms earlier on. Um, and so the security guards called more and more and more, and eventually it was actually calmed down by a bunch of older guys. Older Korean guys who came in and actually said, "Okay, whatever," and the banners were taken down. The Korean fans then this news then trickled down from the top tier and the bottom tier. So the Korean fans then went on a silent protest and refused to stand, cheer, sing, or do anything to support their team. This was then reported incorrectly by a, a, a very famous journalist, whose name I won't mention, who said that the fans were having a protest because there were rising suns in the Japanese end. There were no visible rising suns in the Japanese end. Was it Jack Daniels? It was almost. Um, so the Korean fans then went on a silent protest. They then left. In their droves, most of them just left the game. So the game's still going on. They can still win at this point. They can still win the tournament because obviously they were the, you know, they, they they actually had to beat Japan, yeah, uh, to to actually finish, a, a win the tournament, and not finish third, uh, and then in the last almost the last kick of the ball, uh, Kakitani, the guy who opened the scoring, popped up and made it two one, uh, and sent the Japanese fans home happy. 
uh, any Korean fans miserable to the closest Hoff, Samgusao, Gamegasao beer place they could find. And that was just the four places you went, right? That's just the four places I went because I got I got really drunk that night. Um, so it finished. I guess the biggest humiliation for Korea, as a host, uh, finished uh, Japan winning, celebrating everything in front of their fans, and, and it was pretty horrendous actually. China finished second, Korea finished third, and Australia finished um, last. How that would not be replicated later would have got to the Asian Cup, but anyway, I guess we'll, we'll go into that in a second, yeah? Yeah. Some very interesting uh, points just to go over. Um, in the Australian squad, we talked about how Aaron Murray was there. Yep. Also there was uh, future Songnam player Dario Vidosic. Okay. And Rob Cornthwaite, who had experience playing in Korea. In Chunnam. In Chunnam at that time. Uh, in the Korean team, we've talked, in the Chinese team, we've talked about Zheng Zi and Du Wei. Yep. Uh, we talked about them with the two uh, big names. Uh, in the Japanese team, the one name that stood out was Makino. Okay. Who at that point in time played for Urawa, yep. uh, still plays for Urawa, and was involved in the five man battle getting chased off the pitch with Jeju uh, in the ACL this year. Okay. And Makino was up to his antics on the pitch that day as well, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, some interesting names that were in the, the Korean squad you had uh, Jung. Keeper Jung. Keeper Jung, yep. Still Jung in, in Japan. Yep. One of the oldest players in the tournament was Jung, Jung Ki Hyun, made it. Uh, Hadi Sung was yeah. there. Uh, also there was Kim Young Kwan, um, and of course the as he was back then, we must get this guy in as many squads to get out of the, his military service as possible. The rookie <laughs> uh, who I don't even think touched the ball. <laughs> He's been in like two in a row now, right? Two yeah. Asian Cup squads in a row, and in Asian games, and and and, and, uh, and, eight, and, and an Asian Cup, right? Ridiculous. Um, the two youngest players in the Korean squad, separated only by months, were Kim Jin Soo and Yoon Lok. So, Kim Jin Soo obviously gone on to play uh, in Germany, then come back to John Booker. Just some other interesting information the, the team that, that was represented most in the whole tournament uh, was Guangzhou Evergrande. Okay. They had eight players. Um, and the average age, the oldest squad was China, with a, an average age of 26. Point two, and the youngest squad was Korea with an average of 24.5 so consider the fact that Yom at that time was 30 yep. uh, means that that's yeah I think Kim Jin Soo and Yuna Rock were like 21 I think yeah. so not exactly a great tournament for Korea but we chose it because uh, this weekend we have uh, the East Asian Cup 20, 2017 is that correct? Yeah, so there was one in 2015 which Korea actually won. Okay, that was in China. China. So, who, who, what do you think is going to happen this time? It's in Japan, right? Yeah, in Japan starting tomorrow, uh, no, starting on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Korea up against China, first up. Okay, uh, I mean, I don't, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about the, the opposition teams. Um, but I'm going to say that Korea will not win it on Japanese soil, and I'm going to go. My money's just going to go on uh, Japan. You know, I think that's a very lazy prediction, but um, but yeah, I think the tournament will be won by Japan. I think yeah. But this weekend, you said Korea versus China, right? Yeah. Uh, Korea two 0 Okay. Kim Chung Wook scored a hat trick. Okay. 
So Saturday, 4.30, Korea versus China. 7.15, Japan versus North Korea. Okay, I'm going to go for Korea versus Japan win. On the 12th, which is Tuesday, 4.30, North Korea versus South Korea. And nothing, nothing is always it. 7.15, Japan versus China. Home win for Japan. And next Saturday, 16th, uh, both game uh, 4.30, China versus North Korea. Uh, home win. Uh, yeah. Sorry, China win. And then 7.15, Japan versus South Korea. Uh, do you know, I've, I don't think I've actually ever seen on TV or live, I don't think I've ever seen Korea beat Japan. So I'm going to go again for a Japanese win. Uh, they surely be difficult to beat at home, right? Yeah. So I think Japan will probably win all three games. Uh, Korea will probably win. I think Korea will beat China, drawing North Korea, and lose to Japan. Okay, I'll just take you through the squad briefly. Uh, three goalkeepers: Kim Jin-hyun of Sorezo, Cho Hyun Cho Hyun Woo of Taegu, and Kim Dong Jun of yeah. Sungnam. Kim Dong Jun was called up to replace someone who pulled out. I can't remember who, who it was. Uh, in defence, Chang Hyun Soo of Tokyo, Kim Jin Soo of Chonbuk, Kim Minu of Suwon, Ko Yuan of Seoul, Che Chol Sun of Chonbuk, Kwon Kyung Won of Tianjin, Kim Min Jae of Chonbuk, Yoon Young Son of Sangju, and Chung Sung Hyun of Sagan Tosu. Okay. Interesting, Ko Hang was also in that team in, in 2013. In midfield, Igono of Kangwon. Yong Ki-hun of Suwon, Yi Jae-sung of Cheongbuk, Chong Woo-young of Chongqing Li-fan, Yi Myung-ju of Seoul slash Sangju. Uh, no, he's going, he's going to Sangju. He's going, no, he's going to Asan, right? Asan. Asan. Uh, yoon lok of Seoul, Ju Se-jong of Seoul slash Asan, Yi Chang-min of Cheju, Kim Jong-jun of Sangnam. So... Well, it gives all the players ages. I'm just scanning through. I thought it said Young Kim was 54, but that's just the number of caps he's got. Number <laughs> of caps he's got, yeah. Because that would mean that that would mean that he can hope was 80. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> although he'd be better, obviously, plays like an 80 year old sometimes. Um, um, up front, the Wookiee. Of course. Uh, Lee Jung-hyuk of Pusan and Jin Song-uk of Jeju. So that squad in itself does not really fill me with too much hope. There's a lot of John Book players there, okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, but the rookie is your <laughs> your most recognised striker is 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 not is not good in my eyes. North Korea's squad is a Norwegian coach, and that's it. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. Japan. I don't know any of the Japanese players at all. No, Gamba, Sagan, Kashiwa, Kashima, Kawasaki, Kawasaki, Gamba, Gamba, Tokyo, Kashima, Kashima, Gamba, Tokyo, Kawasaki, Sorezo, Kashima, Gamba. Gamba, Jubilo, Kawasaki, Kashiwa, Kashiwa. No one from overseas then? So you've got one guy with 90 caps, one guy with 44 caps, and everyone else is either uncapped or less than 10 caps. So that may give Korea the edge then, right? But they'll lose the handle on the game. They'll, they'll, they'll lose it easy. Definitely. I mean. Okay. China, a fairly, fairly ex- uh, experienced squad. But, yeah, and all players from most of the top teams, so... Okay. So we mentioned there that Australia were actually in, in this tournament, yeah? Yep. They finished bottom of their of their group. Yep. How things would change um in the space of a year, right? Yeah. When we had the Asian Cup in Australia. Uh which Australia obviously won by defeating uh Korea in the final. 
one nil was it? I want to two say one. Was it two one? Okay. Yeah. Went extra time. Scored extra time. So young man gave him pulled the goal back with almost the last kick of the ball in, in normal time. I watched it in a duck restaurant. Um, where did you watch it from? I watched it in Sam Ryan's and Ito one. Okay. With a good good friend of the podcast, Gary. Okay. And then anything else happened after that? Uh, after that, we kicked on to. Uh, <laughs> I want to say good friend of the podcast. Senad's wedding reception uh, where Gary uh, was introduced to his future bride so so you were set up black for the night I was <laughs> <laughs>